Welcome to the Mystic Mindcast. I'm your host, Michelle. In today's episode of the Quantum Nexus, I'd like to tell you about the truth about being nice. If this is your first time to the Quantum Nexus, I talk about things like this on a regular. Mostly things about what's deep down, the stuff that over time we forget about, that runs in the background. It's kind of like an app on your computer. It just runs in the background, but it slows everything down. So you, you don't really know what's slowing you down in life. So you're not running at peak performance. You're welcome to share this with anybody, your friends and family. Stay tuned for the rest. Welcome back. It's such a beautiful night tonight. Very small breeze. I'm in my usual spot. Man, I love it. I just love it. I don't have the backgrounds of fireworks going off here and there. At least not yet. But, you know, give it some time. You might hear something. But I love this spot. Today, I wanted to go over about being nice and talk about the psychology as well as the energy of being nice before I dive into that let me paint a picture or paint a scene for you if you've ever watched Back to the Future and I highly recommend it it's one of my favorite movies of all time and it's actually great that I mentioned this movie because I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it. But anyways, there's a scene where Marty asks, this is like in 1955. So I will give a spoiler alert. It's not like a major spoiler alert, but if you've never seen this before, spoiler alert, getting it ready for you. Anyways, Marty goes back in time by accident. It wasn't something he wanted to do, but he went back to 1955. He meets his mom. His mom is like high school, right? And he's also high school, but by accident, he meets his mother and he meets his father. Well, I guess the point was, well, I guess he didn't really know. But he accidentally bumps into his father and eventually his mother. Crazy. That's a very funny scene, by the way. Anyways, later on, his mom starts to get a crush on him for various reasons. But we won't tell you, we'll talk about that. But gets a crush on him. And so Doc... His friend from the present day, which is like 1985, that he meets back then. Watch the movie. It'll, it'll definitely give you some clarity on what's going on. But anyways, his friend is like, you know, you got to get your father. You got to get your mom to like your father. Because right now, it's not looking good for you because your mom has a crush on you. And that changes everything. That changes the whole future. And so, just just a little bit of background. So Marty, in one of the scenes, asked Lorraine, that's his mom's name, like, well, what do you think about George? That's his father's name back then. What do you think about George? You know what she says? She says, Oh, well, George, I mean, he's nice. He's nice. So, just picture that. 
the way she said it. I mean, obviously she knew like George, you know, they're in high school together and they originally they got together, but the future was different. She said there was some hesitation and she was like, oh, well, you know, he's nice and all, but at the end of the day, she really wanted to be with Marty, which just so happened to be her son that she didn't know. Anyways, that's how that scene went. And I kind of remembered that because I was like, you know, damn, you know what? That paints a very, very, very stark picture of how, and I know in this circumstance, I'm referring to the opposite sex or women when you think about men. And the only reason why I bring this up is because I seen a video very recently that Aaron Dottie on YouTube put out about being nice. And so he talks about the energy dynamics. I will touch briefly on that. I, I know I've done it in the past, but what I really want to talk about is kind of like both that and the psychology of it. You know, I, I believe he mentions also like a little bit about the psychology of it. And so, but before I do that, let me tell you my story. I grew up, I had both parents, but my father wasn't really like a father. Of course, somebody would call me. I'll call him back. <laughs> my father wasn't like really a father. I mean, I believe he tried, but that's a story for another day. So things that a person, a boy, at an early age would typically get from a father, I didn't get. At least a lot of it I didn't get. A lot of things I got from a mother. And so I was talking to my friends about this actually. And we're talking about women, psychology between men and women, and what women want. But I always have to try to bring it. I'm the balance. I always have to try to bring it in. So guys, I know that's the reality. I know that. And women are going to get upset. But this is a true story. The psychology is there. It's not something I made up. I can't make this stuff up, even if I tried. But it is a real thing. And you try to be, you try to like, you talk to people and like, oh, you gotta be like this. Like, yeah, it's easy for you to say, you grew up a certain way. And so for me, I gotta try a little harder. Or I gotta do, I gotta perform a little harder. So a lot of things that typically a boy would gain from their father, I didn't get. I got all those things, probably a good 95% of those things from my mother. Everything else was things that I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be like my father. I certainly don't want to be like my father. But as I grow older and become more aware, there are things that I have to be careful. Things that I have to realize that if I keep doing this, thinking a certain way, then there are certain characteristics of my father that do exist. And I always have to be aware of that. But for the longest time, I didn't know that. So throughout high school or middle school, I never had a girlfriend. It wasn't that I was I mean, I was a weird person back then. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with like being weird as in like beyond the norm. But I was a weird, 
I was a weird boy growing up. But still, I felt like, I don't know, maybe I was good looking or not. Maybe because of my skin color. You know, I had issues and that sort of thing back then that I thought maybe that was the issue because I was always going into a predominantly white school. White isn't Polish, Irish, etc. But we also had like a diverse mix. By the time I got to high school, middle school, high school time frame, we had a, a fairly diverse mix of people. Which I always thought was great. I learned it was a certain point where I thought there was something wrong with me. And of course, I would get a crush on these these girls or whatever, and then it was just like, why don't they like me back? I know high school is kind of a bad example, but because back then people were fickle, but I think the, the principle still applies overall is that when you are in search of someone in the opposite sex that there's reasons why the other person may not reciprocate. And first you have to understand that reason. This is kind of like the reason why, I mean, obviously, if we're not even talking about psychology, and believe me, psychology and energy dynamics play a huge role, huge role in why a person may or may not like you, at least in that certain way. Because, for example, I have a good friend. And we are, I would say we're good friends. We've been good friends for years, but she doesn't reciprocate. And that could be a number of reasons why she doesn't reciprocate. Because I was like, you know, I have feelings for you kind of thing. I told her that. There's various reasons why she cannot reciprocate. Maybe she just, she can't do it. But... As time went on, I began to realize other things. Now, true story, she may, and I know for a fact, she does have other things going on the side. I do know for a fact, and she has mentioned in the past, that she doesn't, she isn't looking for anything right now. And that was like a couple of years ago she told me that. I feel like it was a couple of years ago. Yeah, it has been a couple of years. Holy cow. Time is just blowing by. So knowing that and going forward knowing that, I myself have had to deep dive in myself, ask those hard questions. Are you really ready for a relationship right now? Because... She's saying that she's not. And so I commend the honesty. It's not that... It's not that I am not ready. I think, and I believe there's various levels to that. Being ready, you're never truly, like, ready. I think you can be more ready, though, for sure. You can be more ready than like, okay, I'm just going to jump into something and see where it goes. I would love to be in a relationship and the thing about it, the thing about it though is I don't want to be in a relationship and it's just like, it's, it's kind of like spontaneous and I'm like, I don't know where it's going to go. Like if I had like, I don't know, for example, like. If a girl was like, she showed interest in me, and I was like, I guess it would be different because we would both be interested in each other. But those dynamics are always there, right? I don't know what I'm trying to say in this one, but I'm just saying, like, I know for women, it's like 
they want to have some kind of security, right? They want to have some solidity. It's not just like you ask a woman out and they either like or you don't. And it's not like it's like a mental thing. I mean, it's a deep, deep mental thing, right? I mean, it's like what they say is skin deep. It's like, oh, well, you're nice. My friend never said that to me, but I have to wonder, and I, I want to stay on topic. I have to wonder, though, what she thinks about me. I have to. Because I'm aware. I'm more aware of this sort of thing than I've ever been. So going back, and maybe high school is a bad example. Maybe, let's just use my latest example. The only reason I, I, I use that example because it's the most recent. But let's use this example, but I can't use it as far as I'd like because it's like something and it's prog it's an, it's a current it's ongoing that's the word I want to say it's ongoing it's ongoing as in like we're at a stalemate nothing's happening because obviously she doesn't want to do anything for anybody else but herself and that's fine that's great I commend her for that but when it comes to and me I've had to for the past several months also find within me and become more aware of the type of man the person that I want to be but also realizing what is deep inside that may that may tell somebody a woman that he's not a good match or he's not a good match for me right now it's really a safety mechanism it, it's all it is which is great because just using my friend for as an example because it's, it's the most recent thing but she had a couple of relationships in the past that didn't work out one of them even lasted over five years and I don't want to air out a laundry or anything like that but I you know if if I was in a relationship, and I was in something so many years ago, that didn't work out. It took me years to get over it. Because I questioned myself. I questioned what is, what was wrong with me, but then I got to the point where I was like, well, it's not just me. It's not just me. Yes, I take fault on some of that stuff. In fact, going back and looking back at that, if I was anywhere where I was, or if I was anywhere where I am now, today, then back then, that, that would have never happened. That would have never happened. It would have been totally prevented, but I didn't know that. A lot of things like about myself, yeah, I knew certain things. It's just like, this is a really good idea. Because I believed, I believed in something. I believed like this would be easier. I believed that, hey, you know, I don't have much luck in a certain area, but maybe over here will. Right? It's just, it was like an easy, I thought it was a sure way, a sure shot. Typically it would have been, but then there was the other side of that. The cost. The energy. Over time, it, it took me a lot of energy to get through it. It was like I'm constantly putting energy, I'm putting time, I'm putting money into this thing. And at the end of the day, it was not a relationship at all. It was a benefit for somebody else. And so it took me years and even the past few years I've had to go to the drawing board and be like, okay, 
Where did I go wrong? Because growing up, I didn't get certain qualities of setting boundaries. I mean, surely mom taught me that. I mean, certain boundaries you do, but being nice. Come back to that. We never, we never left it. Being nice. As Everett and Donnie put it, being nice. Because I watched the video and I was like, damn, you know, even though I've been working on this for the past several months and the past couple years, it's still something I have to continuously be aware of. Now, don't get it twisted. Being nice is different than being kind or generous. How is that so? Let me break it down for you. Being nice in this definition context, the way I'm using it, is that paint a picture for you. You have a guy that wants to do everything in his power to please his crush. And his crush may or may not like him. Doesn't really matter. But he'll do all this stuff for him. And then it's great for a while. But then for some crazy reason, she loses respect for him. It's not really crazy, it's just how it is. She loses respect for him because he's always like, he's basically just he's doing all this stuff for him. You think like if you put enough energy and time into somebody, they would reciprocate it back, but the point is, the whole point of the story is like she never truly reciprocated it back. If you had somebody that was like, you put in as much energy and time as they do, that'd be a totally different story. But it's not. It's in balance. And when a relationship is in balance like that, if there is even one to begin with, when it's in balance, one person loses respect for the other person. And one person, the person that's doing much of the work, doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman, is asking themselves, what am I doing wrong? I'm doing all this stuff, but for some reason, it's not working out. It's because the energy dynamics, the psychological dynamics, they both kind of work hand in hand, actually, if you really think about it. Especially when it comes to the energy of being needy. That's what it really comes down to. It comes down to, I want to please them so much so they can be in my life. And then I could be, I could be complete. I want to do as much as I can for them. So I'll be complete. You know, the one thing I did learn last year was, and it's a learning, it's a, it's a continuous thing. But learning about myself and how this is kind of like a turning point. It was a turning point because I had to dive into my head, dive into my mind, dive into myself and become more aware of where I was seeking validity from. Validation. Is validity a word? I know validation is a word. Seeking validation. Am I seeking validation from another person? I always have to ask that question. I still ask it every day. Am I seeking validation from the outside? And the answer is even a doubt. Then I need to come back to myself and be like, no, 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 no. This is for me. I do this for me and no one else. And once you realize and become aware of that, you're not 
bending over backwards trying to please other people just to gain a self of fulfillment because it's a false sense of fulfillment whenever you try to reach out to somebody and try to get their validation or get validation from anybody doesn't matter man woman boss girlfriend boyfriend doesn't matter when you try to reach out your energy is different because you're sending energy out you're sending this neediness it's like I need you to like me I so need you to like me and then I could be complete and everything will be great I watched hundreds, minutes, hours, videos talking about the psychology of women and communication with them and certain things you take with a grain of salt, but there's a lot of truth there. There's a lot of truth there as in if you go to certain women with this energy of neediness some will reciprocate it and in that situation maybe they themselves are also needy in some way shape or form and they need someone to kind of bounce energy back and forth. But I highly advise that if you feel that you're in that kind of relationship that you should reevaluate. Let me tell you another story. Since we're talking about different relationships. One of my other friends I love him to death. We've been friends for many years. Got into a relationship recently. Um, probably been a couple of years now. And every now and then we'll talk about just the things they do, things, you know, challenges, stuff like that. And something came up. And he was like, yeah, she's, she's kind of a needy type. And I never forgot that. So, because every time, like, I'm in, like, their, well, their house now. But I got to think about it. Like, this is the kind of person she is, which means she's, like, she's always, always trying to please. And then, like I said, I love my friend, but. He also has the tendency to try to bend, bend over backwards to please people. And over time, it's gotten more annoying. And I try, because I'm like, you guys are perfect for each other. I joke about it, but I don't think it's a very healthy relationship if... if that's the direction it's going to go, right? To each his own. The only reason why I bring it up is because from time to time, I've noticed like, he'll be on edge. You know, despite the fact that he may may or may not have had a few drinks or whatever, he'll be on edge. And I'll I'll say something every now and then, like, you know, are you okay, you know, because you can tell, like, when he's antsy, he's in a rush, it's like, I don't like the energy, to be honest, and I notice it more and more because, like, I feel like I can feel it, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but it's like, I, I, I can feel the energy of just, just 
One incident came up. We was talking to a, a waiter, and uh, he'll get like, cause a waiter like sometimes they'll be like really like on it. They'll come back and forth, ask us, and like, and so I have to be aware because I understand and I I always appreciate like when they do their job and they're like they come back and forth. You know, they'll come back, you know, you need some more water, you need this and that, and one thing or another. And then, so we'll be sitting there, and like this will be like the second time like the waiters come. And we got the menu, we've had it for maybe yeah, a couple minutes, give or take, five minutes for talking. And then, then the waiter comes back, or the waitress. And... He'll get like, oh, yo, shoot, you know, he gets like so much like in a rushed energy state. It's like, oh, shit, I gotta decide, I gotta decide. Like, dude, I'm like, in my head, just, dude, calm down. If anything, just wait. And like, the last time, this is like very recent, like, I ordered a drink. And he basically just ordered the same thing. And after the waiter left, he was like, I got panicked. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, like, there's no need to panic. I mean, bro, I mean, they, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for like not wasting people's time. And I'm all for like time efficiency and effectiveness. But when it comes like, it's like, dude, if you don't know what you want to drink, just don't worry about it. Just wait for next time. The waiter's going to come back. I mean, granted, you don't want to wait all night, but if you don't know what you want to get, then just wait and figure it out, you know, the next time before he comes back. That's what I'm thinking to myself. And these are very little things, but these little things add up to major things in life, especially if you're the type of person that bends over backwards all the time for other people and you're nice. I never left the topic, it's the same topic. We're talking about being nice. Being nice and screwing yourself over. That's what I'm talking about. Nobody tells this stuff, tell you these things when you grow up. And so you have to learn it. That's the reason I created this channel. There's a reason why I created this series because it doesn't matter who you are, as a man, as a woman. You don't know. And when you don't know, the certain energy that you put out is doing more harm than good. You'll scratch your head and be like, I'm doing everything I can. They don't respect me. That's why. And I am endeavoring endeavoring to put that to rest in my life put it to rest put that energy to rest it's not easy because I've gone most of my life the opposite direction and now my other self was like I'm fighting myself I'm fighting it I know the battle won't be any easier for you. But the sooner you address it, the better it will be. And the better you will feel because it'll be like you're literally a new person. You are your authentic self. Your real, true, optimum persona. Your best self put forward. It's not about screwing other people over. It's not about being mean. It's not about being rude. These are the things that may come up in your head. It's like, I'm just being nice. But what, what, what's really, what is really the motive? What is the, the end goal? Right? That's always a question that comes up. What is your intent? If there's any doubt, 
You should probably reevaluate. Something I do all the time. Am I seeking outside validation? Because I want somebody like me so much. And then I got the thing into myself. It comes back every so often. So back to my friend, not not the one I just talked about, about the, the waiter, but my lady friend, the one that I like. I have to commend her some things because I feel like she tries to pull these certain aspects and qualities out of me. She's that type of person. She's like independent to an extent. She knows what she wants to an extent. And I say to an extent because obviously she's not where she wants to be. And I know this as, as, as her friend. We've had conversations in the past. So she's not where she wants to be. I'm not where I want to be. But seeking a relationship right now is probably not a good idea. So I bring her back up because something came up. She would always ask me, say, hey, you know, where do you want to go? You know, I, this is my, I wouldn't say it's my very first time in that area, but it's my first time going on vacation in that area. And so a lot of restaurants, this is my, it is my excuse, my reasoning of why I didn't know where I wanted to go. So guys, listen and take notes. If a woman asks you where you want to go and you don't know, it's the wrong answer. (laughs) I know it's crazy. And I'm trying to wrap my head around it myself, but here's the psychology of it. If you don't know where you want to go, that's a problem. I know, and I know the social dynamics as well. It's like, oh, the man's really got to know where to go. The man's got to know, you know, and I, I get that. I understand that. And so I told her, you know, I don't know where I want to go because I'm not really familiar with this area. Plus, she's got special dietary restrictions. So it's almost like I can't win. But now I know how to approach this. If I ever go back, I don't know where to go. Especially having gone to these different places where she can actually eat, it's not a problem for me anymore. I got it. I know where I want to go. We'll go here. (laughs) That's where it went before, right? But no. Psychologically speaking, we're not even talking about energy dynamics on this one, but psychologically, if you say you don't know, a woman doesn't matter. They have a crush on you. Maybe they're thinking about it. I think maybe she was testing me. I believe to this day that she was testing me, and that's not the first time. It's not the only time. But she was trying to pull it out of me. It's something that she wants. Maybe not in me, but in other people. She wants something. Anyways, I didn't know. And if you don't know, it's one thing if you really don't know, because I actually really didn't know. But there are ways around it. Aaron Dottie kind of put it like, if you're in a situation and it's kind of like if you're I don't I wouldn't say I'm I guess I guess when I really think about it I was I was being nice in the way that I was like I don't know where one I actually didn't know where I wanted to eat a lot of times and two I didn't know if those places that I actually maybe if I did want to go would be a problem for her and so three 
I wrapping my head around it like, okay, well, if I think about it deep enough, I was trying to cater to her and her needs, which is nothing typically or generally wrong with that. However, what you create is another quandary. I know, it's almost like I couldn't win this, even if I wanted to. And um, trying to figure it out and trying to like navigate, there is a way to get around it. And if you really just, you have to be just tactful and be like, well, is there a place that sell, you know, that has burgers or is there a place that has this, this and this, you know, you get the point. So, saying I don't know, Aaron Dottie put it as like this, is like, oh, because there is a, a different perspective and the one I'm talking about being nice. In this situation, I'm, I'm being nice to her because I'm more concerned about her dietary restrictions, but maybe, 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 if I did look deep, deep enough, I was trying to get her. I mean, I, at this point, I'm, I didn't tell her. I didn't tell her anything. I didn't say I liked her. I was still building that up to the day that I did say, "Hey, I like you." That so me looking for restaurants is not. It has nothing to do with that. It's simply we want to eat. I don't know where to go, but guess what? To her, it's unsafe. It's not secure. To her, regardless of whatever I'm, you know, whatever I'm thinking of myself, I'm just minding my own business. To her, it's like this guy I don't have a clue. This guy is unsafe. If he, if she wanted to date me, if she wanted to go out with me, this guy doesn't know. That's what she's thinking. And I, I could feel like she was trying to pull it out of me. It was like a few, a few different instances of times that we got in this conversation. And then just like, we had this, it was like a very, very brief. It's like, like Michelle, where do you want to go? Because, you know, it's just something like that. And you could tell like something, it was just, it was just annoying her. It's not something I was just thinking to myself. Like, this actually happened. We had this conversation. It was very, very brief. And she's like, it's like, Michelle or something like that. She's like, I don't know where you want to go. Like, just, just pick somewhere. That actually happened. I shit you not. That actually happened. And so... I didn't really have anything to say to her at that point. So probably a couple of days went and I was thinking it over. I was like, and I was like, I was kind of like going over like different psychology, like videos and stuff before this. Just kind of like, you know, if, if a woman does this, that, and that, that, there's a million videos out there. Some of them have some, I mean, a lot of them have truth to them, but I mean, again, take it as a grain of salt. Everything is not absolute. But, so a couple of days or whatever, a few days go by. I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, you know, she thinks I'm a weak guy. So I'm, I'm thinking to, to that, to that, um, that mindset, like, damn, you know, she's trying to pull it out of me. And I have nothing to show for it. So... Just to address it, because I didn't want to leave it, like, unaddressed. Because if you don't address it, it doesn't just disappear. When it comes to just in my, my interactions and experience, if you leave something unaddressed, it will come back. And it will come back twice. Twice as much as the first time. So I was like, you know what? Let me just address it. I wasn't 
I wasn't angry or anything like that. I didn't feel like she was insulting me because that's, she just really wanted to know where I wanted to go. But you have to understand that psychologically, women are like, generally speaking, they're asking the question because they really want to know. But if you don't know, then guess what? That tells them that you're unsure of yourself. You don't learn this stuff in high school. In fact, a lot of people never learn it, sadly. In a society of both men and women and bosses and supervisors, how can you not learn something so important? Psychology 101 at least. I think everybody should have a psychology 101 class in high school. In high school. Screw college. I mean, I actually had psych 101. I had, well, no, I think, I know I had sociology 101. But psych 101, that's, that's a different beast. You're figuring out how people work, how people operate. So I told her, going back to my friend here, I said, hey, I, I understand, in so many words, I understand you're wanting to know just Honestly, I don't really know. I don't know this area. So, and, and I'm really just trying to look out for your best interest. As in her dietary restrictions. Because she has two big ones. I'm not going to say them, but she has two big dietary restrictions. And a lot of places we just can't go. Or a lot of places that don't really cater to her dietary restrictions. It's, it's an issue. It's a problem. And so I felt better once I said that. And I believe there was some alleviation. Because, like I said, if you leave it unaddressed, it doesn't go away. So if... You ever, and and just saying typically, going back to the nice part of that, if if I was like the nice guy in this situation, it, it would be that I am catering to her dietary restrictions I know, and yes, I want her to like me, of course. But you have to realize and you have to know that it's not as like, in this situation, it's kind of different it's not like I really want her to like me. Yeah, I mean, we we already like each other as friends. We're already cool. So me, it's not like I'm reaching for the extra extra credit. I'm just doing what I think is right. I'm doing like honestly in yeah, I do I did want her to like me, but not like that. It's not like I said, I don't believe I was just I was reaching. You could probably look for that in there if you're a psychologist. Like, oh, yeah, you're definitely reaching for that validation so she can like you better. Maybe. I didn't really spend it that much. But, yes, obviously, if you're somebody that doesn't know, like a girl asks you, you don't know where you want to go, you don't know, they're going to wonder, like, is this guy, you know, in the back of their mind, if they're aware. They may or may not be aware, but psychologically, if they aren't aware, if they aren't aware, then they may deem you as unsecure, unsafe. And that is our dilemma. Not only one of the mo- one of the one one of the scenarios of being a nice person. But the other one, obviously, has been over backwards and helping so much. Try to, try to like, put yourself out there. Literally, put yourself out there. But you end up screwing yourself in the long run.
You know that that statement, nice guys finish last? <laughs> it's very true. It's very true. Not kind, not generous. That's different, but nice guys. Because as Aaron Dottie put it, you're vanilla. And for a woman, if you're seeking their interest, they deem that unsafe, unsecure. And they don't want anything to do with it. They may put you in a friend zone and you may be there forever. That's just the truth. I wanted to share that. I wanted to share my story. Something that is recent as in the last year. I know it's last year, but it's still ongoing because life goes on, right? No matter if it's resolve, if it's, if it's something that's just like, in my case, it's a stalemate. You know? I'm being more aware. I feel like I can deal with it a lot more better. Like, so in any given situation that comes up, like, oh, I'm more aware. I'm, I can do this instead of do that or say this instead of say this because I'm actually speaking for myself. I'm not trying to win somebody over. I'm not trying to be like, Put myself out there so I can grab, grab their validation. I don't need that. I never need, you never need outside validation. You should always, always seek validation from within. I'll tell you one more story before I end this. One of my coworkers, and she's cool as fuck, by the way. But she literally told me, I, not I, not me, not myself, but she's saying this, that I, I, I seek validation. We didn't really talk long, but I know the background of her relationship a little bit. And she's always, always overstressed, trying to please somebody else mostly people what her supervisors for example she'll always try to please them and then her husband she's always trying to please the husband like just putting herself 100, 115% and I noticed that and so over time I used to, I wouldn't say I looked up to her, but I'd say I kind of looked up to her as far as like, you know, she's a mom, but you learn some things about people. It's like, oh, maybe not. <laughs> maybe it's not good that I look up to you for this kind of advice because there's a lot of, there's a lot of bad stuff I see in there. There's a lot of bad energy. You just don't really know. And I feel a lot better having realized and kind of dived into myself and, and figure these things out. Cause again, they don't, you know, there's a lot of things you don't learn in a class setting that I believe it should at least go over. Like, this is why people do certain things. Maybe you just don't get it when you're younger. I mean, I, I'm not saying teach psychology one-on-one in sixth grade, but maybe some places do. I think we're more smarter than we... We are We are more smarter than we really realize. I mean, Mozart learned the piano at three. So our education is so thumbs down that it's just like, what is the point? Is this is just the whole point of people keeping their jobs at this point? I'm just asking questions, that's all. I gotta shake my head and just, I don't know. I really hope it gets better, but for your sake in this topic, if you feel like you are in this situation, 
that your energy is wrong. The psycholo psychological dynamics is, is, is screwing you up because you're so nice. You're so nice to other people. Kind is one thing. Being generous is another thing. Being nice is not going to get you anywhere. Because you know what? Being nice, being nice screws you over. Because you're trying to seek validation from the outside. You're trying to be complete from outside validation. And it'll never get, it'll never be better. It'll never, it will never be good. Anything you do will never be good enough at the end of the day. And you'll always wonder, is there something wrong with me? No. No, other than the fact that you yourself haven't realized your full potential. And you yourself have not realized that you're seeking outside validation to be 100%. When you're been 100% all along, you may be cracked, broken, or whatever. You still, if you can think with your own mind, can pull yourself up by those bootstraps and become complete on your own. You don't need anybody else to be complete, to be you. You don't need anyone else to be you. You only need you. And of course, seek out your inner voice. Because that will help. You may not believe it, but it's there. It's always there. At a certain point, if you're going around this direction in your life, that voice is probably screaming at the top of their lungs, trying to get your attention, you, and they can't hear you, or you, you can't hear it. And one day you'll realize, what have I done with my life? What have, what have you done with your life? Always comes down to the intent. What is the intent? Anyway, let me get out of here. I hope you learned something as I continually do about myself because the most important thing you can do in your life is seek and find yourself. You can't do that and most people try they'll try to find themselves in other people. I mean, you can find reflections of yourself in other people, but you'll never truly find yourself in other people because you are you. You've always been you, you just never really realized it. And that's much of the problem. So, I want to be clear that being nice is not the same thing as being kind and generous. There's a different energy as far as like when you're trying to be, when you're trying to grab somebody's validation because you need them to be 100% and being nice doesn't get anything, doesn't do anything for you. You may feel like, feel like you do get something out of it, but it's superficial at best. And then when it comes to relationships, God help us. You don't want to be in a relationship where it's toxic like that, where someone is always needing somebody to be 100% because you'll never, neither one of you will get anything out of it. And so if you're in a relationship that's not that, and each person is independent, each person is seeking validation from what they do, 
in themselves, then you're complete and you're a complete couple. That's something that I seek. That is a relationship that, is a relationship that I, I seek. That's something I want to be a part of. And I know I got to put in the work. I know there's work to be done. And there's still a lot of work to get there. But that's what, I'm, that's what I am willing to do to get to that. And not just relationship-wise, but anything, any part of your life where you feel like you got to seek outside validation for when oh, really, you do it for you. you. Do it for yourself. Yes, be selfish, but not in a negative way. Not being stingy, but being self, taking care of yourself, self-love, that sort of thing. That's what this is about. If you're not, well, what are you doing? You're catering to somebody else? Hopefully not. I wish you well. Have a stellar one. And you are always you. So keep being you. And if you haven't found yourself yet, find them. Find them. You will. If you seek yourself in you, you will find them.